us. Wellness now, we speak uh, in our wellness corner, talking the practice of mindfulness. So last week we discussed uh, what resilience is and how building it could help you cope with a loss, a sudden change or trauma. When it comes to resilience, flexibility is the name of the game, and that's according to Mindfulness Project. But also discovering ways to adapt to the changes that life throws at you makes you more able to cope. And the great thing about resilience is that it's not a personality trait. It involves a way of paying attention, thinking, and behaving that anyone can learn. So this week, focusing on that practice of mindfulness, Dr. Numpumelelo Malachi Angoma joining us, who is a counseling psychologist at CIB Psychological Consulting. Good morning, doctor. How are you this morning? Morning, morning, Asanda. How are you and your listeners? I'm good, thank you so much. Hoping the weekend was good. No, it was excellent. I can't remember it, actually. That's the thing about weekends. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, now you had a great, you had a great one. If you can't even remember. Yeah, okay, so I'll take it that if I had a great one, then if I can't remember, then it was good. Yeah, because you would remember if it was stressful. You'd be, yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So so what is mindfulness? Let's start there. Yeah, so, you know, I think for me that is, I mean, I call it the secret weapon for human wellness. It's something that we can pull out of our toolbox and use it to regulate us. But what it is really, Mm. and the basic definition is, am I able to be fully present? So it's, and we all are able to do this if we we practice, if we use a skill, but it's the ability to be fully present, to be aware of where I am as an individual, whether it's inside or externally. And um, and how I'm feeling at that particular time. So that's really what mindfulness is in a nutshell, um, Asanda. How does it help us to develop uh, a more adaptive minds and build resilience? Yeah. So before we even get there, if you don't mind, I think mm-hmm. we need to get the basics out. And I think that these basics are, are things that can make us very vulnerable to being dysregulated and therefore um, needing something like mindfulness a lot more. And it's actually very difficult for us to be mindful mm. if we don't get these uh, basics out of it. I mean, by basics, we're really talking to your physiology, to your physical being. How is that doing? got to make sure that we check that before we can even start talking about mindfulness. Mm. If there's anything physical, anything that's been niggling uh, physically that you know has been an issue for a while, a pain that's ongoing, um, something that you know, I've got to go have this checked out. You you need to go and have it checked out. So for us, those of us that don't like to see doctors, um, you know, mindfulness is not going to help you in those particular situations. In fact, it's going to make it very difficult mm. for you to be mindful. So please get anything checked out. And uh, if it's still worrying you, get a second opinion. Another element would be sleep. And I'm ho- hoping that you are sleeping, uh, Sandra. Hope that um, you are up at three or before that, but I'm hoping that at some point we are regulating our sleep to such an extent that we're getting about seven hours of sleep. It is almost impossible to self-regulate if I'm not getting uh, enough sleep. Um, like I said, these things make us more vulnerable yeah. to uh, stress, to things that we would normally be able to handle, but we are not able to handle it because we're so much more vulnerable. Uh, what am I putting into my body? Mm. Like substances, if there's a substance abuse issue, get it sorted out. Get it. Uh, there's so much that we can do now with substance abuse, and we know that uh, it's a real problem 
uh, for mental health and uh, just being functional in in your daily life. Diet, make sure that you eat your balanced diet and also um, getting your exercise. And when you say exercise, you're not looking for you to be manic about it and um, you know getting up at five. You know we know that certain people that are really good that way and we applaud them. But for those of us that just you know we're not that way, mm. just getting out of the house and walking uh, a few minutes away from the house and then a few minutes back into the house. Then you get about 20 minutes without even knowing it. So these elements, no matter what we do and no matter what we want to look at, it just, uh, you know, these are the things that we want to make sure that we cover before we even talk about mindfulness. Because physiologically, if we're not sorted and we take things for granted and we take sleep for granted, uh, we are going to be a bit more vulnerable. So those are the things that we want to make sure are basic things that mm-hmm. are in place. What we said that as far as mindfulness is concerned is that we are wanting to be present and self-aware at any one point. Okay, so having covered then the foundation, how do we uh, use mindfulness to be able to have adaptive minds and to build resilience? Yeah, so what we are going to use it for is to ground us. So we we call these things grounding techniques, and we want to make sure that we are able to pull out your your techniques or your mindfulness tools to be able to ground you. We know that it's also going to help us to self-regulate, regulate our emotions, and manage stress. And as you said, how do we then use it to bounce back as we spoke about last week? Mm. Mindfulness is something that we can do on a daily basis. In fact, you don't need a special uh, space, you don't need a special circumstance or a special time to be able to to be mindful. A few things, a few basics that we need to look at. And the one is, you've got to be self-aware, Sandra. Mm. You've got to know what is base for us, what is normal for us from an emotional uh, point of view, and what is not normal. So if I'm feeling a few things that I know are different from my baseline, so I've left my baseline, being a little bit more irritable, a little bit more anxious, I've lost interest in the things that I normally would uh, be interested in. You know, the the first thing that one needs to think is, you know, am I getting burnt out? Mm. Am I suffering from something that um, has taken me out of my normal base. So if we are uh, more annoyed, you know, our partners or our children or our colleagues seem to irritate us a little bit more and our tolerance for frustration is lower than what it is and what we know it to be, then we know that, okay, let me ask the questions. I am not regulated as as what I'm used to. Am I suffering from burnout? Uh, is there something that's been happening in my life that would lead to that so that I am able to be uh, to use mindfulness? That's okay. the first thing. Let's just hold I, it on that first uh, point and then mm. we'll come to the second one because we need to take a short break. Uh, just continuing mm. our chat on the practice of mindfulness with Dr. Numpumelelo Malaji Angoma. It's uh, now 4.40. Stay with us. You are listening to Asanda Beda on SAFM. 
In conversation about the practice of mindfulness with counseling psychologist at CRB Psychological Consulting, Dr. Nompumelelo Malaji Angoma. Okay, so we touched on self-awareness then, uh, doctor, in terms of what we need to do uh, in building that resilience and using mindfulness for that and, and navigating the discomforts of life. What is the second one? The second one is how to do it. So if we look at um, mindfulness, one looks at only two pieces. One is what do I need to do and how do I do it? And the first thing is that we've got to engage our senses. And that brings us back to present. It brings us back to where we are. And one will see that you don't get as overwhelmed with a situation as what you would normally do if you are using uh, mindfulness. And you don't overreact. And you don't do what we call awfulizing in a situation or catastrophizing in a situation when you are able to be mindful. Mm-hmm. The what of mindfulness is, can I, am I able to observe what is going on with me? Uh, am I able to observe what's going on around me? And can I then describe it? Can I describe what is going on? What can I see? Uh, what can I, remember I said we're going to use our senses when we are being mindful. What can I smell? What can I hear? And what can I taste? And what can I touch? So touch is very, very important as far as uh, grounding us is, is concerned. And if we look at the how, when we are being mindful, we are making sure that we are doing it in a way that's not judgmental. Mm. So we are doing it non-judgmentally. And you're also doing it in such a way that you are focusing on one thing at a time. And believe it or not, the brain is not designed for us to multitask. And uh, being able to focus on one thing at a time helps us to be mindful. So it's the how is I'm non-judgmentally doing it. I am putting away every single thing that comes with my history in experiencing this particular space or this particular object or this particular thing. And I'm looking at it anew. So I'm not going to put any judgment uh, towards it. Um, The next thing, as I said, we're going to be in the moment. Mm. And the last thing is that we're going to participate or we're going to just throw ourselves into that particular activity or task. I mentioned earlier on that we can be mindful with anything that is around us, whether we're sitting or standing, etc., or your daily activities. You want to um, start. You want to start there. Mm. And when you start there, I'm talking about a cup of coffee. I'm sure you had a cup of coffee this morning. Not yet. I drink water oh. this early, and then I'll have my oh, coffee later. Brilliant. <laughs> yes, brilliant. Okay. So let's do water. In fact, I like the water one. I must say, Asanda. Mm. So any sort of activity, your water, your your. For some of us that drink uh, tea, or um, or or coffee. Mm. Be mindful in that particular experience. So it's about what am I seeing? And again, remember we're doing it non-judgmentally. And um, what am I? Uh, the touch. How does it feel? How does it tactile? And also, uh, how does it smell? So that's being mindfulness. Being in the shower. Things that we do daily. Mm. It's not just you being in the shower and rushing out of the shower. It's really taking that moment. To, um, to be able to really engage with that particular activity. And then the last thing in terms of um, the, the how, mm-hmm. you know, I was just talking to someone this weekend 
uh, who is battling with uh, being mindful and who is battling with being able to let things go in, the, in that moment and be in the moment. I said to her that, you know, um, people that sing in the shower in a very interesting way are being mindful because they're focusing on that particular moment. They are participating, which means that they are throwing themselves into that um, particular activity and they are using their senses. I think a lot of us perhaps leave that one out. We can participate and uh, focus on the moment, but we're not using all five of our senses to be to be mindful. Yeah. All right. Let, let's leave it there. Uh, we are out of time. Thank you so much for joining us. How do we connect with you uh, as well, Doctor? On my number, it's 011-285-0006. Okay. Thanks uh, again for joining us. Happy Monday to you and uh, enjoy that coffee later this morning. <laughs> Thanks, Sandra. You too. have a great week. Let's start it strong. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye. Dr. Nompumelelo Malaji Angoma, counseling psychologist at CRB Psychological Consulting. Here's uh, some Mary J. Blige with Just Fine. You know I love me.